0: Oh, damn. We're in trouble now. Hi. Welcome back. How are you? Good. To... Oh,
1: my God. I'm not saying it.
0: Welcome back to another episode.
1: Okay. Well, okay. So we discovered that it's not... You you saying addition isn't wrong? It's just my pet peeve.
0: I know, but now I'm so worried to say the wrong thing. I'm like, welcome back to the yeah
1: whatever it is. All episode, right, welcome podcast, back to yes. just a podcast. You know, All
0: right, Welcome back to our podcast. Yes. we're in trouble now. Yes, we are. And here's a weird thing: is it's like I don't know why I feel like I need to say the name of the podcast because people are listening to it, mm-hmm. so they already know, they know the, the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: well, maybe you know, just branding. Maybe you're just like, hey, you know what, if you because it's like, you know, like when you meet somebody, you want to say their name, you want to try to say their name three times. Yeah, um, because then it'll stick. So if like you just keep saying we're in trouble now. It'll just be with them like subconsciously. Who knows?
0: See, I think it's like my mental, like my brain telling me like, okay, now we started. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. So you're like, we're in podcast mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you do whatever you have to do. I mean,
0: well, welcome back. <laughs> So I am, I mean, again, and I say this at the beginning of every episode, I'm Mm -hmm. just so excited about, you know, just the whole content and the the quality and just Mm -hmm. our time together.
1: It's, it's funny to hear you like, come home and be like, oh my gosh, I was listening to the podcast on the way home and we're really funny. We're funny people. I was
0: laughing the whole way. And it's like, I, it was me. I knew what I was going to say. So I'm like driving. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) You're like, oh, I'll just wait a little bit, then I just, get them, you yeah. know, yeah. Just
0: wait, this is going to be a good one.
1: It's a, you know what's cool, too, is they're progressively getting better, and that's the coolest thing, is you can mm-hmm. actually see the development of the podcast from just within a couple of episodes. Right. Because the first episode we did was really good, and I thought it was really fun, um, but I feel like they're progressively getting more entertaining the more we go.
0: Well, yeah, and I think we're just kind of dropping in and just getting more comfortable in the whole sure. process. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, more comfortable being in the same room together. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the thing is too, because that's the dynamic of the podcast, right? And that's what makes the it so enjoyable is because the. Content never really changes. I mean, wh- how you and I speak to each other now mm-hmm. is exactly how you and I would speak to each other when the cameras and everything isn't recording. And that was kind of the 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 means behind the podcast, where yes. we're like, let's just have a conversation like we normally do, and we can have other people just listen in on it because right. we we talk a lot, a bunch of really cool stuff.
0: Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mean, and again, just the whole. Um, just the whole message that we end up, we, we not only are we, we saying something that, you know, perhaps could help somebody mm-hmm. um, in their life, but I feel like it is also helping us. Oh,
1: totally. Well, yeah, because like, we'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, we we talk about things that, you know, we could get better at, like communication and mm-hmm. just listening to each other. And, you know, it's kind of cool to, to kind of talk it out and, you know, address it. I wouldn't call it a problem, but, you know, as we get older, we just... Right, Um, we develop and change and we just try to become better versions of ourselves, and that's what I think this podcast does really well is it kind of just demystifies everything you know because before the podcast right you and I would get we would get I don't want to say angry but we would butt heads a lot
0: it was more like it was more like um we get we would get frustrated it was Mm -hmm. like the the flow of communication with each other would get clogged yeah to where you would You know, what? It again, it it all goes back to, again, childhood. It's like you would say something, I wouldn't understand what you were saying, so you would clam up. Yeah. And then, but when you would clam up, you would just, the emotions would get more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And then I would be like, well, he's doing it again. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to shut down on my end. And then we would have days, if not weeks, where we would go by just being completely pissy at each other. Yeah, just like we
1: would act like complete strangers, you know? Yeah. And it was never like, and I'm just thinking back on it too, it's like, Every time that we got into that mood, it was never over anything like dramatic or anything crazy. It would be Mm -hmm. as as simple as like, hey, you said you were going to be ready at 530. It's 545. You're not ready. Right. Um, And then, you know, it would just kind of morph and snowball into this giant problem. Right. And, And it all comes down to communication and just us not understanding each other. And that's what's what's been really cool, especially yesterday when we sat down and we kind of like talked about your your YouTube channel and things Mm -hmm. like that. We were we were actively listening to each other, and we ended up having a great time. Whereas before that, you know, just a couple of days prior, we were starting to get a little frustrated, uh, frustrated, yeah. Yeah. And instead of like running into our old habits, or instead of you know doing what's comfortable to us of shutting down or you know not addressing the other or not acknowledging the other was frustration. We were like, okay, well, how do we fix this? You know, this is how I was feeling. You know, how do you feel about this? You know, oh, okay, so. You, you felt it like that. That's so, I didn't, I didn't mean for it to come off that way. I was just saying it because this is how I felt. And because of that, we were able to.
0: See, because sometimes I always wonder, and this is what kind of goes through my mind. It's like when we start, because we know when the, the conversation, when, when, our communication Mm -hmm. is starting to slip down that trip, you know, it's really easy to see because we treat each other differently. Yeah. Um, when that starts to happen and I'm talking to you and I'm trying to communicate what I'm trying to say, do you go back to like, Oh God, there's drunk mom again, not listening. I mean, do, do things get triggered in you? Because sometimes I feel like I'm fighting ghosts of the past when it comes to communication.
1: Sure. You know, yeah. Um, It's funny funny you mentioned that because um, it it is a a really relevant thing, especially like when we argue, um, because, you know, when we were growing up, it was very difficult to have a, not even a debate, but just have a a conversation or argument with you, because if it didn't go your way, you would get upset and you just, it would be very difficult. And so Mm -hmm. it would be a lot easier to just be like, okay, sure. And then just kind of shut down. Whereas this literally happened yesterday, right? So right. We, I was in Starbucks and you called me and then we were having that disagreement. And instead of being like, oh, you're right, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm gonna be like, fuck it. This is how I feel and this is how I'm saying it. Right. And, and I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings, but this is how I've been feeling. And, you know, because of that, you and I, we obviously, we kind of we were not upset at each other, but we were explaining each other how we felt and we were able to address each other's feelings and then, you know, grow from that. Right. Whereas, like, I feel like we could have very easily slipped back into uh-huh, uh-huh, and then us not talk to each other for, right. for weeks. Because,
0: I mean, I mean, truthfully, I have to battle that myself yeah. because it's like... You know, it, it, to me, it's like my defense mechanism sure. when when you start shutting down is just to be like, well, screw it, fuck mm-hmm.
1: you. Well, confrontation is a scary thing, right? So like it's so much easier just to be like, yeah, okay, whatever. And well, then- it's
0: not so much a, confront- a confrontation. It's more like, well, fuck it. You know what? I got nobody. I'm alone. Oh, You sure. know, I kind of just like, I kind of go back into that inner child, that dark place of yeah. just kind of being alone. Like nobody understands me. You know that. So I, you know what? And it's really mm-hmm. weird. It's because. I mean, I know that you fight, you know, you have your own sure. battles and your own struggles. Well, I have mine too. Yeah. So, and that's why I was wondering like, am I the only one that has to like conscientiously oh, no. be yeah. like, hey, yo, this is no longer mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm then um and so that way that's kind of where when we were having that conversation on the phone that led to us actually being able to communicate to each other was like I have to let all of those past memories those past fears those past feelings go and try to communicate with you on a different plane
1: yeah no absolutely and then like I was saying that's kind of that's what kind of happened yesterday Mm because it could have been very it would have been so much easier if I would just would have been like okay yeah do yeah do it you know do whatever you want or yeah okay um Sure. And just kind of like agreed with you and just kind of like give you the yes service that that's what Brandon and I used to do. You Mm -hmm. know, we'd be like, okay, all right. Uh huh. And then it would just kind of eat at us. Whereas yesterday I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to say how I, how I feel. Right. And I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to express how I've been feeling and I'm going to, you know, put myself out there. And if it leads to more confrontation, at least I'll, at least I'll be honest with myself.
0: Right. And you know what? And, and truthfully, I mean, and in the whole growing part of this, it's like I remember the one episode that we were talking about where you would say, like, you would say things, but nobody would hear you. Yeah. Like your dad wouldn't hear oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and things like that. So I, my growing part mm-hmm. was putting my, past fears and my Mm -hmm. past feelings aside and being like Lonnie you know what it's really important that you stop and you listen to what he's saying Mm -hmm. you know because I cannot perpetuate that that cycle because then you're never going to be able to have the um, strength and the the courage to actually be like, no, fuck it. I'm going to say sure. what I feel and you need to listen. Yeah. Cause that's exactly, that's
1: exactly why I was getting upset is because I remember like the one that really got me was cause I was in the office. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you were in the door frame. This is early in the morning. And you had asked me the same question I had, I had told you a couple of days prior and then a couple of days prior. And then I'm like, I'm, I was starting to get frustrated cause I was like, I can't keep repeating the same question because it's just like solidifying that like okay uh, either you're not listening to what i have to say or you're going to keep asking me the question until you get the answer you want and, right. it, was, and it was like i was like well then why, why are you asking my my advice or my opinion if you're not going to take my advice or my opinion and and i started to get really like he, not heated but i started to get like really well, doesn't upset doesn't
0: it start to like bring up like old childhood yeah, yeah i didn't even think it about like, it until you mentioned it yeah. right
1: there you know that that sense of being a you know, maybe invisible or that in sense of being, you know, like mm-hmm. n- not taken serious or, you know, ignored. And it started, I was like, well, I, you know, like I started to get like upset because I was right. like, just please listen to what I'm saying. You know, like what I'm saying is, you know, more or less accurate. And I just want you to you know, even just evaluate or acknowledge my, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll think about that. Right. You know, but I, I never, I don't think I got that. And because I didn't get that, I was like,
0: oh, God, God, God. right. And you know what, in the whole thing is, it's like, and then if you, you know, it because the conversation you to spin it, mm-hmm. it's like you are incredibly smart. Yeah. And you to, all of these things are second nature to mm-hmm. you. Whereas, you know, like YouTube and all of this is is brand new to me. Yeah. And sometimes I have to say it in a certain way to digest it, to be like, well, what about this? Well, what about that? and whereas I was just trying to you know fathom the concept I was frustrated Mm -hmm. in different areas so I probably wasn't as open to hearing what you were saying but it was by no means whereas I being like you don't know what you're talking about it was more like I was trying to struggle through my own Mm -hmm. and it's really weird when now that we're out of that that we can look back and be like you know what this was my mentally this is what I was thinking and you're like well this by you thinking not this is what triggered me. Yeah. And um because yeah, no, I never once in a million years was like, um, you don't know what you're doing. It was more like, I don't understand yeah, what like, you're doing. Yeah, like I just saying. don't get it. And
1: that makes sense because, you know, it's a it's a it's hard. Mm-hmm. Learning a lot of this stuff is hard. And I and like you say, I do forget that not everyone knows this kind of stuff and that not, not this this kind of stuff doesn't come easy to to, to a lot of people. And yeah. and I definitely I don't know if I I, I, I guess I just was a little um. What's the word I'm trying to think of? I was just a little not ignorant, but I was just like, yeah, and whatever. She's, you know, this is this is textbook stuff, and I got to remember that not everyone knows this stuff, and so right. I could have, I absolutely could have expressed or communicated differently.
0: Well, and that by no means is this like saying that you did anything wrong. I just no. think that this yeah. is like an amazing um, period of growth. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. Because yeah. hopefully next mm-hmm. time, if I'm like ever making mm-hmm. you feel like that, mm-hmm. you know, I at that point it would be beautiful if you could just be like yo you're making me feel like you're not listening to me sure and then i can take a step back and be like okay well i am listening to you but i mm. personally don't understand sure and i think that that's how it's it's like a healing kind of growing way to do it yeah and all of these um tools that we are learning how to communicate with each other or how we learn to communicate with other people too yeah you know Because if you're in a relationship and and something happens, I want you to have the, you know, the, um, the confidence to be able to be like, you know what, they're not listening to me. So I'm gonna be like, yo, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. you have to so it's gonna stop now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know?
1: crazy just the way you explain it. It's, it's wild to think that there's so many people and us us included by no means um, that are just terrible at communicating, mm-hmm. or they're, or they're afraid of communicating because they're afraid of what other people might say to them, or, you know, or how things might go out. And uh, like people like legitimately are scared to talk on the phone because I know Brandon was saying that like when he first started. And when I, same for me when I first started, you know, working. Yeah, it was terrifying to call people because oh, yeah. I was worried about what they would say. And I was like, I'm just calling them for work. Like, what that? What? Uh, why? You know, like, and it's kind of weird how that came about.
0: Well, and then also too, I mean, you and Brandon were, did not have the most confident building sure. childhood. Yeah. So you've had to find a lot of this self confidence. Mm-hmm in your adulthood and you've got, you both have done an amazing job doing that, but you have to remember you still have scars of your past.
1: Sure. I was just going to say, I was like, I'm like, and I was like, Brandon and I are super confident, but I forget that. Like I just said, we found that in our adulthood.
0: Exactly. So every once in a while, and you, and both of you are really very confident every once in a while, again, just like the little scar or just a little, like a little flash of just insecurity or something mm-hmm. can come up and then, uh, then it like floods and it gives you all of that feeling of like shit. I didn't like this feeling as a child and mm-hmm. I like it even less as an adult. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think people are afraid of conversations because they're afraid of that. And it is so weird is, and it's like, I always say, I mean, children just don't have the voice that they should have. Mm. You know, I'm from a generation of to be seen and not heard. I mean, that was the popular thing. It's like children, you're, you're not allowed a voice, Yeah. you know? And and they should have a voice, you know, if they're like, this isn't right, people need to listen to them. And so it and it makes generations of adults who um, don't have that communication skill.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: You know, and I, I hear a lot of times, like on my lives, like people are like, you know, I have tattoos and um, my parents or my grandparents say really mean things and they make me feel bad about myself Mm -hmm. and I always tell them I said you know you have to sit down with them as two adults not as a parent not as a child but as two adults and be like hey listen the words that you're saying are hurting me Mm -hmm. and it's always amazing how it's like changing the dynamics of the parent-child relationship I mean you're always going to be my child but I have to respect you as an adult yeah you know, and it's the the changing of the guard, I guess, sometimes is easier for some people than others.
1: Now, what would make it difficult? Is it just the like relinquishing that power over like, I'm your parent, you're my ki- my kid, so like I know better or I know, I know more? I
0: think it's an individual thing. I mean, I think that some people really um, encourage and, and they want their child to flourish and then sure. they treat them as equals. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's some parents who don't want to give up that power. They're just always like, I'm right, you're wrong. Mm. There's some people who live vicariously through their children. I mean, it's it really is a, a, a dynamic that is different in every, every household. Yeah. But every adult child is still an adult. So, you know, and you have to make your own boundaries and your own rules as to how you are going to be um, treated in your, own, in your own family. That's fair. You know? That's
1: why I'm so thankful our family so small no kidding i think about that sometimes and like i think i would you know there's times where i'd like oh man i really want a big family but it's also really nice to be like yeah i got a mom and a brother
0: yeah you know yeah because i hear it all the time it's like oh my cousin and my my aunt and my uncle and this and that i'm all like wow yeah yeah there's a whole lot of opinions flying out. yeah it's
1: you me brandon and then we got kimmy and Tanner, and i mean that's literally one hand
0: yep i always say our entire family can fit into a booth at denny's yeah
1: you know i don't have. knows maybe i'll marry somebody who's got a big family no i don't know
0: you know what the whole thing is is a lot of times people when they put the word family behind it they think that they have like this this fast pass to saying whatever they want oh sure you know and emotions aside i can be as rude to you as i want because we're family and you have to love me Mm -hmm. but even family needs to have healthy boundaries of like what is right what is wrong what is acceptable and what is not
1: sure Well, I would argue that just because your blood doesn't make you family.
0: Oh, absolutely not. There's
1: a lot of people. And I I know I'm not going to name drop anybody, but I know people who are like, yeah, my, you know, relative or something like that, like is so far removed from me. I don't even, I don't consider them family at all. And, you know, it's, I would argue that. Yeah. I mean, a a lot of my friends I would consider family.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have cousins out there that I wouldn't even recognize if they walked by me. Yeah. You know, and that's just the way that life ended up, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't think I have any living, I don't know if I have any aunts or uncles.
1: I don't know. The mm-hmm. last, the only relative that I knew of you that I met was Uncle Fred.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, it's really weird. It's like our little family was almost like a micro family within the huge family dynamics. I mean, by that, it's like um Papa had you know, I think, what, four brothers and two sisters? And Barbu had... She was the um, youngest of six. The youngest of six. So they both came from really big families. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, there was just um, the four of us. Mm -hmm. And it always seemed like we weren't... We didn't quite fit in with that big family. And we just didn't quite fit in with this other big family. So we were very micro-capsuled within this large family dynamic.
1: Well, do you think it was just and Barbu not caring and they were like well if i don't fit in either then we'll just make our own path
0: i think it was more papa yeah i think barbu would have loved to i well i think barbu always pushed us to be part of her family oh, okay we just didn't fit in with the other family Yeah, you know for some reason papa was always shunned a little bit more than mm-hmm. the others and um so we didn't quite fit in with them mm-hmm. you know they all had money we didn't yeah you know. well
1: i remember papa used to make fun of uh Fred, his brother, yeah, because Fred was, you know, he was the the millionaire dude who owned the nursery that Papa managed. Yeah, and Papa used to make fun of his hands because he used to always say, like, he soft like hands. yeah, like, he yeah, he's like, you feel his hands? He's got soft hands. Yeah, and um, you know, because his was always calloused from work, and mm-hmm. it's so funny that you know everybody's got their their victories, you know, yeah. whereas Fred might think that he he beats Papa because you know he has more money or he's more successful. Papa's over here winning. He was like, yeah, you know, I'll show you, I'll show you what a good day of work looks like.
0: Right, you and know? I, you know what, in looking. Back at it as a kid, it's like I would remember, you know, like, oh wow, they have this and they have that and they have this. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, as an adult, we definitely had, um, we had a tough family, but we had a, a tough little family that really stuck together. Yeah. You know, you know,
1: I remember growing up down the street and, um, the neighbor kids had they, they had everything. Everything they had that trailer. They had the Xbox and the Xbox Live, and their their dads would like make um, like hot wings and bacon, and mm-hmm. you know the full like family dynamic. And I used to be so jealous. And I remember like, Mom, can we can we have bacon? You yeah. know, like <laughs> bacon's for
0: rich people. Yeah,
1: and you're like, yeah. You know, I was like, you know, can can we do this? And you know, it's just you, me, and Brandon. And mm-hmm. you know, whereas they kind of like. You know, they had everything they wanted, but they you can tell that they just weren't happy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, you and me and Brandon, you know, we didn't have power some nights and we we're over here playing like the real life Oregon Trail or, <laughs> you know, we were like, hey, let's play hide and seek or anything yeah. like that. You know, or
0: cooking by candlelight.
1: Remember that one time? I don't remember that. I don't remember the name of the house, but it's the one that's... Um, yeah it was like the first house we yeah. moved, we moved out and we were and we didn't have power starlight rich yeah we we mm-hmm. did our power got turned off, and so we we went outside and we collected all the reeds and all the weeds mm-hmm. and stuff like that from outside and I remember we turned it we lit the fire in the fireplace we and, were so
0: poor we couldn't afford firewood yeah we
1: couldn't afford firewood and it was like. You know, because it was just burning a lot. And you're like, that's the sound of real fire. <laughs> and you're like, take a, take a good listen to this, boys. This is what yeah. real fire sounds and like. And we
0: made shmore's in the fireplace. Yeah,
1: we made shmore's in the fireplace. Do you know
0: I told somebody that story? Because I was really proud of myself as a single mom yeah. to be like, hey, you know what? And the reason that we didn't have power is because I didn't have any money. You didn't have any money. And it would be to the point where it's like, yep, got it turned off again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd have to gather up money and, and pay it. But I remember telling somebody this story. I worked with him. And I thought it was just like a turning a you know a lemon into lemonade kind mm-hmm. of thing, and and I really liked our little time together. And he called me white trash. Really. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That's the most white trash thing I've ever heard of." How dumb. And I'm like, you know, and it stuck with me. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's sometimes people say things with, you know, and I don't know if he meant to hurt me, but it, you know, I'm like. I'm a single mom, you know, your dad was nowhere in the picture. And if he was, he wasn't bringing anything good to the plate. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you know what, I've condemned my children to, you know, this, this shitty childhood. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, and it's, and it just, it just sometimes it's like, looking back on it now, I think I would have much more of a voice in being like, no, you know, but yeah. then I just kind of like, shrugged my shoulders and walked away well it's
1: hard i think it's hard to have that voice when you have so much i would say like the burden of weight on your shoulders Mm -hmm. when you're like dude i can't even afford the you know power like let alone i i I can't i don't have power i don't have you know we don't have a lot of food i don't have a voice you know like it's so hard to to find that voice of um confidence when you, you know society and just world the life is just kind of just beating you up right and so like i'm sure it's hard to kind of I don't want to say stand up for yourself, but it's hard to be, you voice your opinions when you're like, Fuck dude, I just wanna eat.
0: Right. And it was during that time that I think that I was more vulnerable yeah. just in life period that the, my drinking got out of control. Sure. You know. It yeah. was it was my it was my escape. I had liquid courage. Yeah. You know, it was my numbing factor.
1: Well that's why we that's why we and we went to the to alcohol, or that's why alcohol was such a, a fan of us, is mm-hmm. because it was a it was a it was a means to an end that you would you're like, I'll, well, I'll pick up my problems tomorrow. I'm going to yeah. check out for a while. Yeah. You know?
0: And when I checked out, I checked out on live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's just, it, you know what? But I still remember, um, I mean, you guys still had nice clothes. Yeah. You know, you still had those backpacks. Mm-hmm. I got you those Xboxes. You yeah. Know?
1: I remember one of, the, one of the, I think one of the coolest memories I have of, of my childhood was, it was, I was freshman year. And Halo mm-hmm. 2 had was coming out mm-hmm. I don't remember I don't it was, I think it was like September or something like that and Halo 2 was coming out and I was so so excited for it and I remember all, all the seniors in my drama class were talking about Halo 2 and and I really wanted to play it and you know it was like 60 bucks then which was yeah. a lot of money back then and still a lot of money now but I remember you ended up saving up all the money and you ended up buying me the halo 2 but because you say you spent all the money on halo 2 we couldn't afford the power and so we had the game but <laughs> yeah, we had no yeah, power yeah,
0: yeah. And you couldn't play you had it but I you had, couldn't play I had it, it. The game but
1: we couldn't play it and it's like i think it's like it was like a thursday night or yeah. something like that and you and i are just sitting i don't remember where brandon is i think he was upstairs yeah and we were just sitting in the front room because we didn't have, we didn't have a whole lot of furniture there either uh, so we we're just sitting in the front room in the dark just looking at the back of the game and, you know, you had called the power company, yeah. and you know, we're like, hey, you know, blah blah blah. And no,
0: I used to be like, I have, chill, I yeah. have babies in the house. You know what? I didn't tell them how old you were. You yeah, were my true. babies. I would,
1: ta- yes, yes. Um, so yeah, and I was just, I was thinking about we that. got the
0: power on that night. We did get the
1: power. We? Yeah, I think around like eleven thirty or yeah. midnight, and I think I played for like thirty minutes, and yeah. I, I fell asleep. But it wasn't until later, probably when I got sober that I, I don't remember where I was probably in Africa or something. Cause I, I, I do a lot of like self-reflection yeah. in Africa and just, it was such a cool thought to, to know that my mom would, would go to any lengths just to provide me, me cry. with happiness and kind of stuff. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, it is, and that's, that's what I think a, a parent should do. And I think that's what, you know, what a mom, you know, would do for her kids. And I was like, dude, my mom would do anything for me. Mm-hmm. You know, she would rather sit in the dark you know, all night Then you know, let me go a day without, you know, for, she would let her just sit in the dark and then, then, let me go and like, and not get the things I want or exactly. not let me have happiness and kind of stuff. You know, we have so little growing up that I'll, I'm going to do whatever I can to find any joy in, in, in life kind of stuff. And I, and it wasn't until later that I was like, dang, my mom really loves me.
0: Yes, I do. And you know what? And I always said that you and Brandon didn't ask to be born. Mm -hmm. You didn't ask for the parents you were given. And you didn't ask for the divorce. You didn't ask for the hard life. And you know what? And that's just, you know, I tried. I mean, truthfully, I did try my best. Yeah, Um, And it's sometimes it's like, yeah, it was a school of hard knocks. And it's really easy for me to say, well, if we hadn't had that, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today. It doesn't make the it doesn't make the journey any easier but i mean it is such a beautiful blessing that we've been able to rebuild our relationship to Mm -hmm. where we were and i still remember laying in bed knowing i had to get sober or i was going to die without my children in my life and it was a gamble yeah it was a gamble of letting go of a lifestyle that i knew for the hopes of something better Mm -hmm. And there was no guarantee that we were ever gonna rebuild anything. Sure. But I knew it was something I had to try. Mm-hmm. You know. I had to try for myself. Yeah. And it's been it's been a good six and a half years.
1: It's crazy to think that's how long it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't and the, the whole, th- I, I just, people ask me all the time, they're like, well, do you still struggle with sobriety? And yeah. I'm like, no, I would just, you know what, if I pick up a drink, mm-hmm. I would just literally put all my happiness in a box, put a bow on it, take it down to the corner and give it to a stranger.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's the thing though. Like, you know, obviously there's that urge. Like I, I was watching the rocks Instagram the other day and he was drinking mm-hmm. tequila and tequila was one of the things that I abused the most and it looked so good. And I was like, dude, this tequila looks really, really good. But I was like, I, you know, like you say, you can't. You mm-hmm. can't even, you can't even entertain the thought, you know, because it's like you say, you know, like everything I have now, I have thanks to my sobriety and everything I have now I would lose if mm-hmm. I was to drink again. And so, and of course it's easy for people who, you know, who have, don't have a problem with it or, you know, anything like that. They're like, Oh, well, why don't you just use one beer? It's not going to hurt. And yeah. like, they don't understand that that's that one beer is the the little itty bitty bitty crack that would cause yeah. an avalanche. It'd be
0: like being in the house and there's like a, a lion at the door trying to eat us and be like, mm, just go outside and pet it. It's a yeah. cute little kitty cat. Or just crack the
1: door a little bit. Yeah, you know?
0: Oh, I'm sure it's just a misunderstood little Yeah, lion. it's
1: hard, you know. But that's the thing, though, too, is I feel like, you know, especially now, I think a lot of people are a lot more like with it mm-hmm. um, in terms of sobriety. People are just like, yo, dude, I don't drink. And people just, I just don't think people care enough to like ask why or anything well i think
0: anybody who does care anybody Mm. who tries to make you feel bad for your sobriety is struggling themselves
1: sure yeah
0: you know that's that's the way i like at it if anybody asks me like Mm -hmm. you know especially when i would do the wine tours they'd be like well what's wrong with you and Mm -hmm. i'd be like i already know what's wrong with you Mm. you know that's a that's an easy one you don't even have to say a word yeah and that's all it is you know
1: see I didn't think about a stranger I was thinking about like a friend or something like that that's just a dick hole yeah I was gonna say like if if somebody says something like that then they're not a good friend anyway
0: no and I I get I've had that mess or that question before like on one of my um, sober podcasts that I've done with somebody Mm -hmm. and they'll be like well when my friend says this I'm like fuck that friend yeah you know a friend would be encouraging a friend would be like hey you know what I'm here to support you and Mm -hmm. if you don't have that support around you you need to Do you need to purge yourself and get rid of anybody who wouldn't support you in your sobriety journey. For sure. You know, that's just, there's no, there's no gray area. You don't owe them any loyalty
1: loyalty to stick around, you know, you'd be like, well, they've been my friends since like whatever grade, or we've been friends for X amount of years. Like, yo, if you don't got my back, then we're not friends. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's what I've kind of not struggled with, but that's what I've noticed. Like, especially growing up, my friend group has gotten a lot smaller, you know, whereas, you know, when I was like 18, 19, it was the whole gang, right? You know, handfuls of people and, you know, they're doing their own thing and I'm doing my own thing. But like, it's, it's fine to, it's okay to like, let your friends go. You know, you don't, I don't feel like you don't owe them. There's no like loyalty.
0: Well, you have, you have your memories yeah. and you have your, you know, I'm sure you would still consider them like, like a friend. Yeah, I mean, friends. they're yeah. here they are, but I wouldn't, but you can't be tied to their path. Yeah. You know, it's like your path is leading you, you know, traveling around the world and mm-hmm. going to Africa mm-hmm. and seeing these amazing life experiences where their paths are, are you know, families yeah, and kids and stuff yeah. like that. So if you held yourself back from doing what you want to do because your paths aren't the same and you mm-hmm. have to keep this ideal of a friendship, it, you that's just, that's not... I, that's just not a, an okay sure. way to, to sure. be.
1: Well, that too, but like you know, th- because we're on two different paths, you know, we obviously don't see each other that long, mm-hmm. that much anymore, and the, the, the lack of communication just isn't there. I haven't talked to a lot of them in years, and you know, versus like stranger and Jason who I text a lot and Janae and James and you know the, the real friends are going to stick with you even without well being I the think same the other
0: friends have clumped themselves in their own like mm-hmm. little sub group yeah I mean because they are married they all have kids and they're kind of in the same sure well yeah like I saw
1: um I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no and but, they're
0: they're over here yeah and they don't understand your life sure you know yeah. to them their life is diapers and burping and yeah, yeah. and you know trying to mm-hmm. keep a roof over their yeah. head where yours like, is like, I'm going to try not to get eaten by a lion. Yeah.
1: I was like, I was saying, I, I saw on um, one of their Instagrams that they were all in, I think they were in Dana Point, you know, mm-hmm. they were all together with their kids and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I didn't get an invite. So a part of me was like, yo, this kind of sucks. The yeah, other part of me was like, you know what, like I said, like you said, we're on different paths and mm-hmm. the re- I think the true friends will, will stick with you, even if you're not like, I haven't seen X in it was right when Papa died. So it was, Oh God. So can you
0: explain to everybody who X is?
1: My best friend is 11 years older than me. And I met him when I was 13 online, online playing Xbox unsupervised as you do as a, as a child. Um, and he has been,
0: he raised you online. He he raised
1: (laughs) me online. He was, um, he has been hands down one of my one of my dearest, closest friends. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm actually in his wedding. He's getting yeah. married. He's getting married next year. And I'm in his wedding. And I've talked to him since I was 13. Yes. And our friendship has never, ever been anything other than just, hey, you do your thing. I'm going to support you, you know, um, you know, and vice versa kind of stuff. And he's been the most genuine, caring, funny dude ever. And Barbu was so worried uh, that he was going to molest me. Everybody was, was me. worried. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody I got, thought yeah. I was
0: insane by letting you have, mm-hmm. by not like, blocking him or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, he... um, It was funny because when I went, to, I went to go visit him, he lives in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I used to get phone calls while I was there. They're like, hey, dude, you okay? Like, yeah. you know, like, let's call me and just to make sure you're not, like, in a basement or something. Yeah. Which, I'm, which is accurate, which is fair. But I was like, no, you know, I'm fine. And, you know, he's been... One of my greatest friends, yeah. in the history of the world. And it's
0: funny because we used to laugh all the time. It's like if a if a white <laughs> if a white yeah. van pulls up and a and a puppy and a bike falls out of the back, yep. don't jump in yep. there. Did I tell you? you know?
1: Did I tell you what he was wearing when he picked me up from the airport?
0: Oh lord, I can only. imagine. He had a
1: sombrero and a, hat and, a and a big old sign that says it was my gamer tag, so it said yeah. Deadly Velocity. And he was running through the airport, and I was looking on my phone trying to call him, and I look up and I see him, and I was like, Oh my god, that's him! Yeah. And so we see each other, we instantly clicked, and we you know we hugged and. It's just, he's been a, he's been a great friend and yeah. you know what, you know what it is about his friendship is because he's never, since I, since I've known him, he's never been anything other than who he wants to be. He he is so unchained from expectations or, or just the pressures of society. Mm-hmm. And he is, I think in a lot of ways, the definition of freedom, you right. know, he is just, you know, yeah, you do your thing. I'm going to be, we, we wore trench coats and sombreros to a bar the the night I met him we I was like dude I love that sombrero and he's like right and so we went out to the thrift store we found a sombrero and then we found matching trench coats and so we wore trench coats and a sombrero to a bar yeah. and had a great time and then the night after that we dressed as Mario and Luigi I remember and we that. were running through downtown sh- or uptown Charlotte yeah. you know and where we would run across the, the crosswalk pretending to hit the little boxes <laughs> to get coins and <laughs> it was the most freeing thing mm-hmm. to, to just live your life and not worry about what other people did I and mean, his personality is infectious and and I and I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that he was your one constant in life where you didn't have a constant in your home life mm. of just unconditional, I like you for just you being you. Yeah,
1: yeah. You he, know? He, it's exactly it. You know, hey, bud, how's your day? Tell me about it. You know, he was that, he was like that support Mm-hmm. That that I just wasn't getting at the house, and you know, he, and he never like he never asked anything private, or he didn't anything. He was just I'm going to give you unconditional friendship.
0: Yeah. See so, you now, if you think about it, that's the one thing Brandon never had. Yeah you know, he didn't have an ex in his life. Mm-hmm. And so I think Brandon has struggled a little bit more. Not I see that's such a hard thing. Because I never want to compare yours and Brandon's relationship sure. or, or your your childhood. Yeah. Because you've both lived in the same house, but, house, had two different childhoods. but you have two different childhoods. Mm-hmm. So I never want to say anybody had it easier and I never want to say anybody had it harder because mm-hmm. I know what that feels like and it sucks. Yeah. So but it kind of makes me feel like his needs are a little bit different than your needs. Just, just for that simple fact. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely.
0: You know, and I think that anytime that anybody who has children and have, and they're trying to rebuild relationships, the most important thing I personally would say is looking at them individually and realizing that what, what works for one doesn't work for the other. Mm -hmm. They, you, each child has a different set of needs.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's a great point. You know, we're two different children and and Brandon and I actually re- really don't like getting compared to each other. No. You know, and I think that's what happened growing up a whole lot as uh, we were getting compared to each other and um especially dad because I think dad played favorites really hard. Oh gosh, yeah. And and it and it used to drive me wild because he would say shit to me and I would always be like, "Oh yeah, Brandon's here too." Like, you know, Brandon Brandon's here. Like, you know, we can, let's talk about like, "Oh, you're like you're awesome." I'm like, "Oh no, Brandon's Brandon's way cooler." And, and I still do that a lot too when people are mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, dude, you're you're pretty good at this. I'm like, oh, my brother Brandon, he's he's way better than I am. You know, I, I catch
0: myself doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, like trying to, I catch myself trying to compliment both of you, and mm-hmm. then I have to conscientiously stop doing yeah. that. But what what happened is, is like your dad doing that all mm-hmm. the time. I would try to overcompensate and try to make Brandon feel better, and then I think it probably made you maybe feel like, why is why are you you know.
1: No, you know, to be honest with you, the way we grew up, you know, I always felt that I needed, you know, I didn't, I didn't need to, but I, it was my role as the big brother to, to make sure Brandon was. Brandon was... used
0: to buy you Father's Day presents.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. I still have them. You know, yeah.
0: it's because remember they had those little stores at the school mm-hmm. yeah. and I would, you know, send you there with five bucks each mm-hmm. and he would buy you a Father's Day present, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, but yeah, no, I just, you know, it's just like I said, it's like, again, just the, the road of healing and communication and Brandon and I actually have a really good relationship. Yeah, You know, you guys text all the time, right? And and working together, we've really learned how to communicate with each other. And the only thing I can do is to be there for him and Mm -hmm. help him heal himself Mm -hmm. because I can't undo anything and I can't heal him, Mm -hmm. but I can give him unconditional unwavering support that he never got Sure. as a child
1: well it seems and, and this is just an outsider looking in but it seems like you and brandon's work relationship is i would compare it to a lot like uh you remember goodwill hunting mm-hmm. you know how robin williams is kind of like lets uh matt damon kind of like act out and then like you know he's hey it's okay it's okay it's all right and then he ends up like letting his walls down right. i feel like you and brandon can have that same kind of situation where brandon will start and you know he can maybe cop an attitude or maybe you know um like kind of start trying to try to start an argument or try to shut down and you're like hey it's okay it's all good you know it's all fine and then he he kind of doesn't get that response that he's Mm -hmm. looking for he doesn't get that fight you know where he can like oh well i'm angry at her because you know x y and z it's easier for that and then he kind of like oh okay and he kind of just realizes it
0: yeah and that's been something that when we first started working together Mm -hmm. we were triggering each other all day long Mm -hmm. i mean that was just it he we were instantly Mother, son, you know, he would say something to trigger me. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I was saying things subconsciously, you know, without even thinking about the ramifications of what I was saying that was triggering him again to feeling like, you know, his childhood where he didn't have a voice. So it it came to the point where I had to step back and I had to re-figure out how I, I yeah. communicate with him. Mm-hmm. And then I had to just 100% just be like, kind of just... A constant just like you know just a, I don't go up I don't yeah. go down yeah. Yeah. and it and that has helped our relationship immensely because no matter what he knows that I'm not gonna think any differently mm-hmm. of him and I love him just as much today as I did five minutes ago yeah, yeah. so it's been a it's been a good um, he's I mean he's excellent at his job but it's been mm-hmm. a really good um, journey for us as you know healing
1: yeah Brandon I mean Brandon, Brandon's always been great at everything he's tried You know, anything he does, he always has been better at it than me. You know, like skateboarding, he was always better. You know, biking, he always could jump farther, you know, run faster and things like that. He was always just, he's just a naturally gifted person. And I think one of the things that I struggle with as, you know, as his brother, you know, watching him grow up and things like that is, you know, he could be great at anything he does. He just needs to, you know, pursue it and i think i think he kind of puts himself in his own little mental prison that i don't mm-hmm. deserve this or you know i could I, I don't want to do that or i shouldn't do this whereas i feel like if anything and it, it applies to any aspect in his life that if he just applied himself i think he would kill it
0: yeah well and that's that's where his area of growth is right now yeah you know it's just that you know just that unwavering support of like hey if you want you can do anything you want and you're going to be mm-hmm. and we're still going to be here for you yeah you know and it was You know, and I don't want to talk too much about like his personal journey or everything, but it has definitely been it's been growing it's yeah. been a growing thing mm-hmm. but like the whole like him being better at skateboarding him mm-hmm. being better at this and and it's i think it all comes back to a first child second child thing. oh 100
1: brandon know? just had to be better so he can be acknowledged kind of thing
0: well i don't even know if it's that but i've seen i've seen tiktoks mm-hmm. and it's like this is my first child oh like, you mean like you see,
1: the power dynamic of a firstborn and well the second it born. just
0: seems like the first child is more
1: um the first child's more mature always
0: well they're More timid almost It's like You know It was like This little girl Who was gonna be Diving off the Oh that board. one Yeah, yeah You she, think I'm that child I can remember you Being at the skate park And you were like At the top of the ramp And I'm just like Do not make me Fucking go in there and Same push
1: thing with Motorcycle riding Yeah, and you're like Just go
0: off the Fucking ramp or Brandon's like Yeah
1: I was like, <laughs> Doing like wheelies Yeah And I, th- yeah, I really point.
0: Truthfully think It's the first child Second child thing yeah. Where's the second child Team to be more, um, like carefree, adventurous. Like you know, I mm-hmm. can do this and I can do that. Because then I looked back on like Auntie Vicky's and my relationship, yeah. and I was just the crazy, carefree. Like yeah. you know what? You tell me not to ride around the block. I'll show you. And I rode around the block. Yeah. You, where now, why do you think that
1: is? Do you think it's just because the first person, the first kid, it's got to be? I got to watch the second. Where the second's like, I'm gonna
0: watch it. I don't know. That's a that's a social um experiment that i would probably have to look into but Mm. whereas she was more you know held back where she was more like i'm a i'm gonna obey the rules Mm. you know and this it's like how she was you are yeah and it really kind of led me to believe like how i was just kind of bullying you to do these things Mm. that were outside of your comfort zone in my mind I was trying to build you up to be like I know you can do it Robert you just have to do it yourself. Yeah. In my and, and I know it was a horrible way of doing it. It
1: definitely wasn't <laughs> enjoyable by any means. <laughs> I I remember I used to be so scared to go like riding the motorcycle I would, I would literally like be sick to my stomach. You know cuz yeah. I would cuz I would I knew that I would have to be forced to do something that I wasn't comfortable with.
0: And in what a horrible parenting moment that was you know but I'm just saying it's like we're and it's so weird it's like it was terrifying to you to where it hurt your stomach where Mm. I'm like I'm gonna help him be more assured and Mm. you know this and this and it it all comes back to communication and listening to each Mm -hmm. other you know i should have like actually been like if you don't enjoy it then we'll just sell the bike mm. you know i'll listen to you instead of me being like no this is going to help you build confidence mm. and it's going to help you find skills that i know you have
1: see that's funny because it's like as much as i didn't like that push i i felt like i always i mean i still need it in life you know like there's a lot of times where i just need like that push off that ledge and it's like the baby bird. And once I'm out of the nest, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of times where I would have probably not gone and done things in life if I if I wasn't, if you weren't there motivating me or, or pushing me to do it.
0: But there's a big, huge difference between sober mom and drunk mom.
1: Sure. Yeah. There's a whole big difference in like pushing me off the ramp versus like, yes. hey, you know, maybe let's practice a couple of times and... You
0: know. well i i look at it i compare it to like you know pushing you off the ramp i did not crawl in there and push you off the ramp but i sure as hell wanted to yeah. um but i remember sitting there and berating you mm-hmm. you know i was calling you a fucking pussy yeah you know and i was actually physically calling you names mm-hmm. trying just to get you to to just find that spark like you know it, it, like, fuck you, I'll show you, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it was probably the farthest thing that happened. Kind of the opposite. To when you got all these opportunities to travel across country, and a lot of times you were, you were going to countries by yourself that yeah. you had never been to, where I could actually sit down, listen to your concerns, mm-hmm. digest them, and then be like, well, hey, why don't you look at it this way? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I know you can do it, but if, you know, and so it's like, The the same motivation is there, but one is in a healthy way and one is just in an absolutely, completely unhealthy way. Yeah,
1: it's a different drive, right? So like when I travel by myself and things like that, it's literally like, well, nobody's going to do it but me. So I might as well start doing it myself. And and that's that's where the biggest motivation or the biggest, I think, thing where I would find the growth is like nobody can do this other than me. And so I'm going to do it myself
0: right but you're still that little boy up on the ramp sure and it's up to you whether or not you go down yeah and you in later in life you are finding that that motivation to be like it's
1: much easier to go down now
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and that's your growth Mm -hmm. you know and and again it's like saying um a lot of these skills that you're learning in adulthood Mm -hmm. are things that you should have been taught in childhood sure so but the the really cool thing is is that you are learning them Mm -hmm. You know, you and it's it's just it's really very um, I'm very proud of you that you haven't that you didn't shut down Mm -hmm. to be like, well, this is just the way it's going to be. And you're like, no, there's a better way out there. And you're you're exploring it and you're finding it.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a different path, Um, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah. You know, I like I like not caring what people think and I like doing whatever I want and and I like trying new things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's always new and exciting.
0: Yeah, you got a new pair of Doc Martens.
1: I did get a new pair of Doc Martens. Yeah,
0: from... and I was like, and you know what? And truthfully, I really wanted you to have those pair. Yeah. And but I knew if I sat there and been like, get them, get them, yeah, get them. Yeah, just you
1: buy know. them. Oh, I fucking hate that. Yeah. You know what? You know what? The one that gets me the most is when you're like, I'll buy them for you. Just I'll I'll pay for them. That one that irritates me.
0: Well, and you know what? And sometimes I again, you know, in in communication Mm -hmm. it's like if the money is the deciding factor Mm -hmm. I just want you to take that out of the equation and so that way I know that you're making the decisions based solely on whether or not you want it or not yeah You know, because I do do that a lot, like Mm -hmm. when trips come up and you'd be like, well, I'll have to, you know, pay this amount Mm -hmm. or I'll have to pay that amount. And I always and I try to word it a little bit differently now if like, you know, I'll help sponsor you or I can, you know, I can give a donation or something like that. But I always want you to base your decisions on whether or not you're going to do it or Mm -hmm. not based solely on whether or not you want to do it.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly that's that's a really big thing. You know, mm-hmm. because I think it, I think what it is is because, you know, like I'm, I'm older now and, and I, and, and as much as I appreciate you by, you know, trying to offer to pay me for things, it makes me feel very, it makes me feel like a kid again. And so it's like a, it's like a visit back to my childhood and that's where I was powerless and that's Mm -hmm. where I didn't have a voice. And, and so it's like, it's a little jab in the gut every single time, not to say that you do it on purpose and it's not to say that it was, you know, you do it maliciously or anything like that, because I know you're trying to help, but that's what I, that's what it feels like. And so, whereas, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to try to help him. You know, he may not be able to afford it or, you know, I'll pay this for him to to help him out. I see it as, you know, like, hey, you don't have this or, you know, I'm going to do this for you. And. And a lot of it comes down to, especially the boots. I just, I was really, I don't want to buy anything I don't like or and that, I don't, that I don't like that I don't need. So mm-hmm. I'm a huge uh, advocate of if, I, if I'm going to use it, I'll buy it. If, I'm, if, I'm, if I don't see myself using it, I'm not buying it. Right. Where there's times I'll be like, oh, that's cool. No, I don't ever see myself using it. I won't buy it.
0: Right. You know. And and then again, in in the communication, it's yeah. like me just, again, the kid at the top of the ramp, mm-hmm. just trying to give you that yeah. self you know that taking that equation out of it mm-hmm. because sometimes i think you do deny yourself stuff because sure. you you don't feel like it's a you know it maybe it's a luxury and every once in a while i think it's okay to treat yourself for something that sure. is like that yeah so it's just something that um i've had to relearn how i offer my support mm-hmm. because 100 percent what you were just saying to me has come out of brandon's mouth yeah it's the same trigger for him. Mm -hmm. So I, and it's, it's kind of a slippery slope. And I, I, I look at it as like doing a tight wire routine and the, your wire is dental floss Yeah, because it's, it's almost like just the balancing act of wanting you and Brandon to know that I love you and support you without over smothering you Mm -hmm. and, triggering bad memories from childhood sure so and this one is 100% on me and I have to listen to both of you and learn how to communicate it in a way that doesn't offend you or trigger you totally
1: I respect that and I think what it comes down to is you know because we didn't have a lot of money growing up the money I have now I kind of I want to make sure I'm spending it Reasonably, mm-hmm. And I think what it is, too, is I'm afraid of having none again. Yeah. Um, so I, if I don't see myself using it or, or if I don't see myself enjoying it, I'm not going to spend the money for something and potentially waste, you know, waste my, my heart and money um, on things that I wouldn't enjoy or things that I don't like.
0: Right. Um, and you know what? And that's and truthfully, that's really fair. And I yeah. can't say, like, we're going to grow and I'm going to listen to your words without actually listening to your words. Yeah. So, you know what? I will, um, you know, we'll come up with, like, and I have a way of being able to to communicate this without sure. ever diminishing your your feelings or something. Totally, like that.
1: Totally. I really appreciate that. Yeah.
0: You know, and that's what it has to mm-hmm. be. You know, we can't get out of this rut in this routine mm-hmm. of triggering each other or me trigger or, or being triggered mm-hmm. without acknowledging it and then trying to come up with a good game plan. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I and it's not to say that I don't enjoy you buy me stuff. Like if I, if there's something that like, let's say you're at Nordstrom's rack or target and you're like, Oh dude, I saw this at target and I thought of you. So I bought it. Yeah. But, oh, That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. Right. Instead of like, you know, Hey, I, I'm going to buy this for you because that's what I think you want or because I know you want it.
0: It's, it's the delivery and it's the power dynamics. It has nothing to do with what I'm buying you. It's It's the power, it's the power dynamic Mm -hmm. of again, child, parent, adult, child, parent. Yeah, And it's, it's just you not wanting to ever go back and feel like you don't have a voice again. Mm -hmm. And so I have to hear that and respect that. And I have to change the way I communicate. I cannot communicate with you the same way I communicated with you when you were five. Yeah. I have to show you that respect. Mm-hmm. So it again, this whole communication thing, it's, it's on me to change it. But the only way I can change it is if you tell me when I'm doing it.
1: For sure. So
0: that yeah. way I can be like, okay, that worked, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Check balance. Okay, you know, tweak it a little bit over yeah. here. Because it's
1: not fair to you if I'm just like, yeah, I don't, yeah I'm not unhappy, and you can figure out why yeah and things like that it's it 's not nobody's a winning on that
0: right you know and where the growth is is that i mean this is a journey that we've been on for six and a half years,, yeah. and your communication has gotten ten times hundred times, thousand times better Mm -hmm. than what it was. So as you learn to trust, then you learn to be like, if I say something, I'm going to be heard. And then it's going to make a difference because I can say all day long, like, Hey, I want to change the way I communicate with you, Mm -hmm. turn around and never put any effort into it. So why would you say anything? Because it's going right back to that same, um, that same pattern and routine that we're trying to get ourselves out of.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. You know, cause growing up, it was like, well, if if, you know, my opinion's not heard and I'm just not going to give my opinion anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of like, yeah, okay. And just kind of check out. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And, and that's what's so cool about this podcast though. is like, it's more for you and I and the, the, the viewers at home are, this is like their bonus. Like yeah. I forget that we're even in a podcast sometimes.
0: But the things that we talk about are so relevant and are such a daily... I mean, every, there's a whole lot of people out there that struggle with the same thing. Sure. You know what? We're not alone in this. And I think by us learning and developing it from it is really going to help other people who might be struggling with communication mm-hmm. or like their relationship with their parents. Or, you know what? Or just maybe be like, hey, you know what? I'm not alone. Yeah, You know, I'm not alone in my thoughts. And you know what? Yeah, I do feel like sometimes... I didn't have a voice as a child and I'm not being heard now. Maybe that will spark a conversation with somebody and their parent to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe we can start talking.
1: Sure. Yeah. Maybe it opens up channels of communication that were otherwise closed for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: but it takes two to communicate for sure. That is 100%. I mean, if you have, if you are in a relationship with a parent who is like, nope, I like things just the way they are. Mm At that point, then you have to make the conscientious decision as to how, again, your dynamic with your family member is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, if you both want to sit down and and actively work on it, then I think that's really cool. But again, it takes two to change anything.
1: Well, it's just like the other day when I was telling you about my buddy who kind of gave me shit for because I, you know, I, yeah. you know, because I, I had not message him in a couple of months and I ended up writing into him. He goes, hey, dude, what's up? How come you didn't message me? Like you, you never messaged me. I was like, "Yo, bitch, this is a two-way street. Like, mm-hmm. the fuck? How am I supposed to like? I'm gonna bend over backwards to make sure you're happy while you're just like, yeah. If I if he doesn't message me, then it's his loss, kind of stuff. Like, that's right. that's no way to have a friendship, right? You know, it's no way to it's no way to treat anybody either.
0: Oh no, absolutely at all. And it's uh, people are afraid of conversations. They are because they're afraid of conflict. Yeah. And a lot of times people get the two confused. I mean, you can have open communication." without being angry. Yeah. So a lot of times people think, well, if I sit down with my parents, it's going to turn into a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to do this. You can, we can talk like we are right now without any anger. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to go into it with like, this is just a discussion. I'm going to leave my emotions, my anger and mm-hmm. everything at the door, you know, and just kind of go with it on that.
1: Well, that too. And I think the anger comes from the lack of communication. You know, Mm -hmm. because think about our dialogue. You know, right? I, you and I are not communicating correctly, or you and I are not listening to what each other has said because you're not listening to what I'm saying. I'm getting louder. Mm -hmm. I want to get shorter and snappier. Yes. You know, it be like that breakdown of communication is the first thing, and then it starts steamrolling into the into an argument. Whereas Mm -hmm. you were just like, oh, I'm just gonna let's sit down, let's talk about this. You know, you can talk. I'll listen to what you say, and then I'll talk while you listen to what I say and then we'll kind of meet in the middle and then we'll, we'll have a discussion. Right. Whereas like, you're like, I'm going to start at a 10 and then get to a 12 real quickly and just start screaming. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's no way to, to solve anything.
0: Well, I think a lot of times people go in at a 10 mm-hmm. because it's such a repeating, it's so raw, it's so, such a repeating pattern mm-hmm. You know what, until you actually are, are going to stop the pattern, it's like a lot of times it's like, well, I'm going to try to do this, but I already know how the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going in hot. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's exactly how you and I would do. Sometimes mm-hmm. we would have our, like our talks, like we would, we wouldn't talk to each other for a week and we'd sit down and I'd go, oh, here it comes. And I, I would already I would have already written it off.
0: But you know what the most amazing thing is, is that our form of our communication actually started healing the most when we had our trips to San Francisco. Because mm-hmm. that was always the point where it's like we wouldn't talk for a week. We'd fly to San Francisco, and then like the first hour or so, it wasn't until after breakfast mm-hmm. that we'd actually be like, okay, here's what's going on. Yeah. And so it's it was just kind of removing ourselves to that point where we were we were allowing each other to just not you know we let the anger go mm-hmm. and it was always kind of like, well, we're in San Francisco, we can't be mad in San Francisco so let's talk this out.
1: Well that too and I think we we're out of our we weren't necessarily out of our comfort zones but we weren't in our routine yes you know we got removed from our daily life and, and transplanted into someplace that's a little new and because we were new, it just felt you know a little fresh yeah and, and and like the your comfort blanket's gone yeah. right? your security blanket's gone because you, you're like oh i'm you know screw this i'm going to my room you know and then you go to your safe place and then you just kind of sit there and you start you think about it and it start the more you think about it like the more angry you get and the more valid points you make and you kind of like have that argument in your head and you're like well i'm gonna say this and that person's gonna mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna win that argument in my head and then when you see them next that, then you get even more upset because the argument in your head didn't go the way you thought Um,
0: see I always tell people if you if you're going to sit down and you're going to start this conversation Mm -hmm. invite them out to coffee invite them out to lunch in a neutral place you don't go to a neutral place Mm -hmm. because in the workplace it's a power play if let's just say you have to have um let's just say you have to have a meeting with somebody to where you have to assert your authority Mm -hmm. you invite them into your office yeah you don't go into their office so and that's kind of the way this is it's like you don't you don't want to be on their field and you don't want them to be on yours. Mm-hmm. So you find that neutral place to where you can both be like, Hey, you know what? We're coming into this equal. Sure. You That's know? a really good point. Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah. I don't know what it is. We've had a lot of breakthroughs in San Francisco, a lot of breakdowns, you know, there's a lot of times when you and I would just, we would go and we would just be so like raw and just so yeah. like, you know, like at the, there's a couple of times where I just be like, dude, I'm so fucking burnt out. And no, and then we would, you know, because we were someplace else and because we were at a coffee shop, we were like, well, well, let's hear about it. You know, tell me about it.
0: Yeah. Well, you have to remember San Francisco saw us through the death of Barbu. Yeah. You know, I can remember going up there. Um. Right after she passed away, like maybe because we went up there for Christmas and that's mm-hmm. when Brandon, um, <laughs> remember he, he, got like food poisoning from the, where, um, Arian's brother took us. Oh
1: yeah. Audash brought us to that terrible Chinese place. I had like a C minus rating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad that I don't even think it was on the rating it scale. It was so
1: bad. Yeah, Like it was so bad. It was funny.
0: Yes. It was horrendous yeah but I still remember because um Brandon was in the room and he was just like he was like out and you and I we it was at night mm-hmm. and we went we to just, that coffee shop we no went to that there. coffee shop I got orange juice yes and it was the first time since Barbu had passed away that I was actually able to just sink in and just kind of be there and I just remember having the most cool conversation with you and mm-hmm. it was just it was just that moment of just being able to be like Wow, you know, we've just been through, we've been through some shit, mm-hmm. but we're here now. And it just, it was a really cool thing, Yeah, you know, and that, that scenario that can happen anywhere. Oh
1: yeah. You don't have to fly an hour to anywhere. You, like you say, it could be at a coffee shop. It could even be at a park or anything like that. Yeah, You just need to be in, you just need to be in like a, a clear mind and just a, with an open heart and, yeah. you know, really just kind of be true to yourself
0: yeah i remember when barbu wasn't feeling well um like towards the end and instead of like um you know doing something like i don't know well we wouldn't go shopping or we wouldn't do anything but yeah. i would go and we would have a little bit of a lunch and we would just drive yeah and then when we were driving we would have the coolest conversations mm-hmm. and it could be as simple as that yeah you know we would drive up into the hills of la cresta and Every turn would be like this reminds me of such and such in Arkansas or or when I was a kid and it just allowed it just seemed like the freedom of the movement of the car Mm -hmm. was so freeing for her and it was just a cool it was a cool time. Yeah, you know. It was just a nice, and I remember you, you took her for a drive, you know, when you got your car.
1: Yeah, but she was so, she was so little that she couldn't see over the, the, the side of the door. Yeah. She, so she couldn't really look out the windows. So she was pissed and she was yelling at me. <laughs> so why would you buy a door or why would you buy a car that I can't see out of? You're four feet. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Here's but, your
0: booster seat.
1: But that was, you know, thankfully that's the one of the coolest things with my grandma is I never, we were, ne- we never had a, we, every time we were together, we always had something to talk about. You there know.
0: was never a lack of conversation no
1: yeah and like that's the thing that was we were always completely comfortable we were we were really really open with each other mm-hmm. and we could talk about anything and everything yeah you know so there we barbu and i never needed anything any like situation to talk about literally we talked about everything yeah we, we disagreed on a lot but and it was
0: that little micro family that i grew up mm-hmm. into turned into the micro family that you and brandon grew up in i mean there was never you know like you said there was never a lack of conversation Mm -hmm. we anytime we came over here there was always something to talk about always something to say you know there was always stories to be told there was always lessons to be learned and i think that that's in today's society i think we a lot of the the youth that aren't that close to their grandparents Lose a whole lot of that wisdom that is passed down in those um in those times sure you know
1: I do catch myself sometimes though when I meet with people who are older, and like I'm like. Phew. Grandpa's so much cooler than you.
0: Oh, I totally sometimes. <laughs> I do that
1: all the time. All
0: the time. My grandpa uh, would
1: kick your grandpa's ass.
0: Yeah, you know what? It it's like when I see like a little old couple or something. I'm mm-hmm. like, they're going to be the coolest people ever because mm-hmm. that was Papa and Barbu. Yeah. And then they end up being jerks, and I'm yeah. just like, what the hell? Yeah. Happened sometimes
1: there? you're like, oh, he reminds me of Papa, and then I'll meet with him. I'm like this guy's an asshole. Dick. Yeah. Oh, I would have fought this dude.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. somebody, or, you know, I've had people treat me really bad, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, there is never a day and time when Papa would have ever have made a working person feel Mm -hmm. belittled or bad. Mm
1: -hmm. He was, he was the coolest dude.
0: Yeah. And you know what? And that's just the whole thing. It's, it's like Papa, Papa wore the same thing every, you know, as a kid, he grew up, he had work boots on, he had jeans, he had on his plaid Mm. um, buttoned down with his t-shirt underneath and he didn't try to come off as anything and you know what later on in life he and barbu were doing really well yeah he never changed his outfit no he never changed who he was he never changed his routine regardless mm. as to whether they own their house or whether it got taken away
1: well he when every time he would have a conversation he talked to you as a person not as you as a title so yeah. you weren't you weren't bill the branch manager you were just bill you were just you, bill you know you weren't kyle the the landscaper you were just kyle yeah you know he saw you for who you were not for you know who you claim to be or, or, or who you're trying to be. Yeah, You know, he, he, he had that, he had that knack for just, you know, pegging you exactly how, how it is.
0: That's really interesting. Cause Brandon's pet peeve at work is when people call us escrow. Yeah. He will, he, I, I, I'll see the email come over. Oh, he'll tell me about it. Oh, I yeah. think
1: it's hilarious. I'll see
0: the email come over. I'll be like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. That's mm-hmm. on you. That's on you. You're the one that started this. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know what? I've gone to the point where I'm like, Brandon, you say whatever you need to say yeah. to make yourself feel heard.
1: Yeah. And I guarantee you, Brandon will die on that hill because yeah. cause that's what that's how Papa is. Mm-hmm. Papa would never do that. And Brandon's like, you know what? Fuck that. This, yeah. is, this is how it's done.
0: You, If you're going to try to make me feel less than human, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it right back to you. And the person slinging it at you is 10 times meaner than you've ever thought.
1: Brandon's ruthless.
0: Brandon is the nicest person I've ever met and the meanest at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. He has, yeah, he's, that's what's scary about him is he has no problem flipping the switch. So like, he'll like blast somebody on an email while having a conversation about, you know, like French toast with somebody else.
0: Yeah. Be like, oh my God, you know, Mary, you look so great today. You must've gotten your, your hair done. Mm. Well, it's like,
1: well, like, like Brandon, like with Brandon, there's, you know, there's two different versions of him. You know, you get the sweet one or you get, you get the, the ass kicker and depending on who you are is what version version you get.
0: Depending on, I think, if you hurt him, mm-hmm. God help you, Yeah, you know, and because he is such a kind, sweet person, he really gets taken back sometimes when people aren't the same kind to him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, in part of, you know, helping him to just know that sometimes you kind of have to armor up a little bit, especially when you are that, mm-hmm. when you feel the things that he feels.
1: Yeah. Sometimes people suck.
0: Sometimes just people suck, but not us. No. Yeah. All right. So I am thinking that this that's was a good a, little podcast. Yeah.
1: We did. A, we got a little, it, it was. It got pretty heavy, you know,
0: but that's just the whole thing. It, it's like, I don't want to shy away from heavy subjects. Sure. You know, it, this isn't a, a, a fluff piece. This isn't, yeah. I don't ever want to, you know, looking on the outside in, Sometimes it's really easy to think like, oh, well they have a really easy life.
1: Sure. You know what
0: I mean? It's like sometimes, it's like when I tell people about my journey, um, I mean, I could tell stories that would make your your toes curl. I tell my stories when I wanna tell my stories, but life by no means has been anything but challenging. And I don't want ever to come across as like, wow, this is really easy. Because somebody who maybe is struggling will be like, well, I can't do it because my life isn't easy.
1: That's fair. You're like, you know what? These people are... You kind of like take the the stigma away from like, Oh, there's gray hair and tattoos. She's got everything together. It was like, yo dude, I'm a human just like you. You know, I've got problems just like you. I, you know, have my own demons just like you. And Mm -hmm. if like, if, and if I can be real with it and I can admit that I have a problem and I can try to fix myself, that means that you have just as every minute of uh, opportunity and just as every much of a drive.
0: Exactly. And also too, if I admit that I'm imperfect and Mm -hmm. I have demons and I have a path, when people come at me, I'm like, you're not telling me something I don't, I've already said it. You can't, you
1: know, you're, you can't hurt me more than I already hurt myself.
0: I always say this when people are like, how do you deal with the meanness on social media? I'm like, crawl into the head of an addict and hear the shitty things you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. then fucking come at me. Mm -hmm. Because I guarantee you, whatever little bullshit you're coming at me with, you know, you're old, you have wrinkles, you have gray hair. You know what? That's like, fucking child's play compared to the shit that i used to tell myself yeah in my throes of addiction yeah. so it's like bring it on yeah you know so anyway hinting well, cool. on that happy yeah, yeah
1: non-stop. <laughs> but i um,
0: i'm really passionate about that i'm very i'm very passionate yeah, about my past yeah. my my transparency because i think that if i am not transparent i'm only giving half the message yes sir so all right all right
1: the next podcast, we got Brandon coming on, cool. yeah. Special guest star. Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: Oh, my God. I am so excited because you know what? I am like that mom that is like, oh, my God, my babies are in the same room yeah. as I'm running around trying to, you know. I
1: don't know if I'll we'll be able to record it, though, because I'm going to probably sit him right there, That should be fine, because we'll yeah. just have an open table discussion.
0: Yeah, what we can do is we can actually just put the camera over there and whatever clips we can get, we can get. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. All right. So I'll see you on the next one. Okie dokie. All right. Bye. Bye.